Hi, everyone. It's Dr. Denise. This is the Dr. Denise Show. This is the Embrace Your Neurostyle and Beyond series. And I'm so excited to have a conversation today with Serena of the Carnivore Revolution. Hey, everybody. I'm Serena with the Carnivore Revolution. So excited about this episode. Me too. So this is not going to be your typical interview for either Dr. Denise or for myself. We're not going to just kind of ask each other a bunch of questions to get answers. We're going to have a conversation here. We we kind of um, started talking to each other yesterday and decided we would do a quick call. And then before we knew it, we had planned on doing this conversation today. And the reason for that is the holidays are upon us, right? And people have lots of trouble this time of year with stress and anxiety and depression and food issues and addiction. So this is a great time to have a conversation about nutrition and food and how it plays into brain health. So for those that aren't um, familiar with my channel, I have a Carnival Revolution YouTube channel, um, and we talk a lot about um, food and nutrition and <clears throat> carnivore is obviously the main topic of discussion, but a lot of people think that's insane and that's okay for people to think that it's insane. And I am not, um, like so hardcore that I think everybody needs to be a carnivore and stay that way for the rest of their lives. But I can speak from personal experience for myself that it changed my life. Um, and so I like to share about that because I think that it can change other people's lives. Also, I do believe that a lot of people can do carnivore for 30, 60, 90, or a hundred days like Dr. Denise did, and then kind of um, migrate into something different where you add some foods back in and you get to see how they make you feel. We talked about this yesterday. I had cut everything out. I wasn't drinking coffee anymore because I had this weird post-sickness that shall not be named issue um, where um, coffee and a lot of other things tasted and smelled like skunk. And that went away recently and I added decaf back in. But because I've been a really strict carnivore for so long, the first thing I noticed aside from the unbelievable, wonderful taste of the coffee was that it made my thumbs hurt really interesting. And so that's one of the awesome things about something like carnivore is you use it as an elimination diet, and then you can add some things back in and see how they make you feel. And that's basically what you have done. I um, mean, you have helped your mental health. Can I speak to that really quickly? So Absolutely. I want to give a shout out. I think it's very important. So we're going to talk carnivore and ketovore a little bit, but then we're going to talk about just good habits and mindset. First of all, I want to say thank you to Charles Maddox. Charles is doing so much. He and I both are champions of all the ways to be healthy. So he invited me to go to Costa Rica last year, but I couldn't because my teen son really needed me. And he's like, Denise, on one of my own shows, he's like, can you just eat steak for a week? And I thought at the time it sounded super crazy. And so, but I challenged my own thought process of being non-judgmental, just like when someone's making the choice for any decision you make with nutrition, fitness, seeing a new doctor. So I said, Denise, just get the data. So then what I did was I ordered Dr. Sean Baker's book. I watched Dr. Ken Berry. I looked at Dr. Lisa Wiedemann. I looked at other pioneers. I'm a doctor. I'm an adult and child psychiatrist, but I'm an intuitive and you've got to get the data. And you also, everyone, when you're making a health change, like, and also however you're going to cope with the holidays coming up, um, you really need to trust, learn to trust yourself again. And so for me personally, my neurostyle needed the data and you need a pre-contemplation phase whenever you're changing. When I help my patients, if they're deciding to not use alcohol, if they're deciding to make a different food choice, make sure you know and you have your own awareness of the steps it's going to take to get you there to make the change. Same thing as we talk about how to go into the holidays and stay with your own plan. So if you have a clear plan and awareness and kind thought processes. So once I got all the data 
And my son was working out like a superstar. My son's completely jacked. He, he is so fit. And I was already swimming six days a week. And at the time I wasn't overeating, but I had extra weight on me. And I was very blessed, very blessed to go into a new nutrition plan with um, no health issues, which is very blessed. So I was very fortunate, but then, so on March 27th, I decided to do, to start my hundred days with intermittent fasting. Cause I thought if I did eight hours a day of just protein, water and salt, and I specifically decided to go more the Dr. Sean Baker, I decided to just go red meat. It was easier for me because I don't love to cook. So I figured out an easy plan that worked for my single mom doctor style. And I have to tell you right away, I couldn't believe it. I did not know that my own metabolism could ever jumpstart like this. I am a doctor. It was like its own myth busting for me. I didn't even realize. I just thought, well, Denise, you're, you know, you've got some extra weight on you. You're already happy. This is just who you are. You're working out six days a week. This is your nutrition. But once I changed the type of calories I was getting and I went into ketosis, my own fat started burning. And I, and I know that we've got Maria Emmerich. Oh my gosh. Shout out to Maria. Shout out to Maria. Maria and Fred. Yes. So great. We've got all these people that are like the gurus. And then I saw Serena's channel. And so I just want to tell you as a doctor, I'm always humbled by new ways of having health. And I tend to be, I was that valedictorian, that athlete. So I had a lot of perfectionism in my life, but I'm now what I would call adaptive perfectionism versus restrictive. I was concerned, and this this is going to segue into the holidays, and I want to hear a little bit of your story with carnivore. I I literally was concerned. I didn't want to trigger any over-the-top perfectionism. I didn't want to start having an eating disorder. I didn't, because sometimes I know as a doctor, because I work with people that have anorexia and bulimia, sometimes when you start losing weight, you can get so perfectionistic and have body dysmorphia. So when you go into whatever nutrition plan or going into the holidays now and doing your meal plan, be kind to yourself, be adaptive, when I started my hundred days of this nutrition plan, and now I'm adaptive, we can even talk about that. Um, I wanted to do the intermittent fasting because I thought if I'm going to get in my, before I felt like I was giving up things. And now I feel like when you're making certain food choices and you feel so good, you didn't give anything up. But at first my mind felt like I was giving up and that might be going to the holidays. You might feel like, well, if I'm on um, carnivore or keto, or if you're vegetarian or Mediterranean, whatever your unique nutrition plan is, if you want to reframe it, like this is my healthy choice in this moment. So I started out, I don't even use the word strict, very disciplined. And that got me into ketosis. And then I automatically, I didn't even know how much more energy I already have a lot of energy. My mom, I'm like, I called my mom, like, mom, all these things that I used to procrastinate, I'm not even procrastinating anymore. I'm cleaning my closet. I had all these things. So my energy, my mood, I started just trimming up and I was really blessed. Like I said, to not have health issues, but I went 40 days into my hundred days of pure carnivore. Um, I got my labs done. My blood pressure was 110 over 70. My hemoglobin A1C was 4.8. And then I look And I'm going to let you have a big, big, I know I'm talking, but I looked at Dr. Sean Baker, Ken Berry, 
I had Dr. Lisa Wiedemann on the show. So I kept looking at the data and I kept saying, okay, this is working for me. But I initially thought it was cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs when um, Charles said, go eat steak in Costa Rica for a week with salt. So I want to also thank Charles because he's out on his own amazing journey and he's very open-minded. Now he's doing longevity. So I'm going to like give the mic drop back to you because we're going to talk about, you can like maybe analyze some of the things I just said, and then we can give people tips for the holidays. Yeah, absolutely. Love Charles Maddox. I was supposed to go to Costa Rica too and couldn't. Um, Charles is just wonderful and the things that he is, he's changing people's lives. So I think it's amazing. Same thing with Maria and Craig. But let's touch on one of the things you said though about being in ketosis. And I think that's one of the things people don't really understand about the carnivore diet or a clean has to be a clean ketogenic diet. Keto gets a bad rap because of all the junk food. But if you do a clean keto diet with low carb fruits and vegetables and lots of meat, um, you're going to be on top, like in the 99.9 percentile of the world as far as your health goes. And the thing about being in ketosis is your body is burning your own fat for energy and the fat that you eat. And so what happens is you don't run out of energy like you do when you're eating sugar. When you're eating sugar and carbs, your blood sugar goes up after you eat breakfast, oatmeal because it's healthy, cereal, you know, whatever, your blood sugar goes up. As it starts to come down, that's the 10, 10, 30 mark where you think, man, I got to have something to eat. You're at work and your, your hands start to shake or you start to feel like your blood sugar is dropping. People don't know that that's what it is, but they feel like they need a nap. So they go to, to the vending machine and they get a Snickers because Snickers really satisfies and that's good for you. And then your blood sugar goes up again. And then around lunchtime, it starts to fall again. You feel like you need that afternoon nap. You got to have lunch. And the thing that we go to is carbohydrates. So you eat lunch and then your blood sugar goes up again. And all day long, you're on this roller coaster, whereas... When you eat a ketogenic diet, whether it be carnivore or a clean keto diet, this is your blood sugar all day. You might have a couple of little, you know, dips up from the protein, but for the most part, you're going to be on an even keel. So you're not going to get hangry. You're not going to be irritable. You're not going to get tired during the day because your body has the energy that it needs to burn. Now we know lots and lots of people. Can I say something? Yeah. When I first really started just dropping the extra fat, I just looked at myself as this, as this amazing fat fuel machine. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I was, like, I was like, go, go, go. And then I just trusted the process that I'm going to be fine because that old thinking, I think keep going. Like one of the things when you're trying a new nutrition plan or planning to go into the holidays with how you're going to handle it is to just tell yourself the only moment I have is right now. And be present with that because sometimes it gets overwhelming when you're making a change. So keep going on that. So I yeah. was excited the minute I was like, oh my God, I'm just burning my own fuel. I was, yes. and then I was like, and by the way, before I did this, everyone, I had done an emotional self-love tour and it wasn't just about nutrition. It wasn't about looks. It was literally about every aspect of my life going back to different times in my life that were tough, healing it. So I paired my um, greater self-love tour this year, which I'm going to be doing some shows with people with a deep, deep compassion. I even put my hand on my belly that I wanted to lose. And I said, I love you, belly. Even though you've got a little extra fat, you're going to get a little bit tinier. So instead of having like, sometimes people have shaming, body shaming, fat shaming. I, I held, that was the first time I gave, I like held my belly and I'm like, it's okay, belly. Like, I just want you to know, so I, I just took a different approach and maybe that's yeah. a nice thing to go into the holidays with yeah. even if 
have a meal where you might eat excess or you decide to have, I know I don't want this to be nails on the chalkboard since this is a carnivore revolution channel. No, but some people are going to make choices to go off plan and some people might be off ketosis and they might have a bite of something or this. And then you have to go through your own because I finally had like a quarter piece of something in August for my birthday and I didn't overdo it. But my own all or nothing thinking or my own perfectionism was like, Denise, get back on track. You're great. Don't judge it. If you're going to make a choice, do it with joy. So what I do, if I'm ever going off plan a little bit, I sit and I have a drink of water and I let myself enjoy the whole process so that it's a, it's not a shaming. So that idea of being in ketosis, great metabolism, burning fat, but around the holidays, if you go to a party and you're making a choice, I think planning ahead, because if anyone's ever had binge eating, or maybe they grab a a bunch of nuts, or they decide I'm going to have half a dessert, but then they have whole, and they do something off plan going into Thanksgiving or any of the holidays, you should have your other, um, like I'm doing right now, leading up to going to Chicago, I'm doing just strict carnivore. And then I think I'm going to mostly do carnivore, but maybe have keto, but I'm not telling anyone else what to do, but it's neat if you pre-plan it. And if you decide to go off plan, like I did a little bit when I had like my first, I remember at day 101, when I looked at how many grams of sugar was in peanut butter. And I was so excited to just add peanut butter. It was like, it was like almost like music went off in the skies, like, oh. So here's the thing about that though, is you know you, and if you can have one or two spoons of peanut butter, and this is a day where you're doing that, then go for it. But um, I am an abstainer, not a moderator. And for people, look that up and see what the difference is um, and see how it pertains to you. So a moderator can have one or two of something, um, whereas an abstainer can't because like, I've never eaten one Oreo. I've never had one donut. I've never had one piece of cake or one cupcake. The weekend that I became a carnivore, I had eaten 20 cupcakes in 36 hours. So I know that on a holiday, um, and I have come to learn this through. By the way, I'm smiling because everyone, we're doing it on video, but it's also going to be launched audio. This is my like really exciting time to get to know Serena. We decided to just freestyle it. And when she's talking about the 20 cupcakes, I have one of my patients that for seven years is completely abstained because when she has one bite of ice cream, it doesn't turn into one bite. Right. She eats the whole carton. And then she told me, Dr. Denise, like, you have no idea. I go on a hunt. Like she said yeah. that she drops. She literally, it's like, almost like when bears are um, going into the garbage can on the campsite. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what my wonderful woman in my practice said. She has to do no sugar, no abstain. Yes. So That's one right. of the reasons why I was even very careful and I don't want to trigger anyone. I didn't even want to say certain food types or certain, because for some people it's, it's an all or nothing. And I used to have more all or nothing thinking, but I've worked on my own. By the way, there's no judgment. All thinking's okay. It's a know thyself. So keep going. So you know that okay. you're an obtainer. Yeah. So I think people have to know that. And the thing is, 
So a lot of people go into a holiday, like for me, I used to go into a holiday, all I could think about was the food, right? Because I couldn't wait to gorge on whatever foods were there, you know, before carnivore, I wanted all of it. Um, And I knew when I was bulimic that I was, you know, gonna throw it up. So it was okay. Um, Or when I wasn't bulimic, I was going to punish myself for the next five days and like water fast or juice fast. Like it was always, so what has happened to me through being a carnivore um, is that I have learned to like, honestly, this is going to sound so cliche. I'm going to try not to cry is you learn to love yourself when you figure out who you are and you acknowledge the abstainer versus moderator thing. And you give up everything that triggers you, you can actually learn to love yourself. So I go into the holidays now, like I love myself. If I eat the pumpkin pie or the apple pie, or if I eat those things, I'm really punishing myself by that. And I don't want to punish myself because I love myself and I want to wake up tomorrow feeling really good. Everybody ends up, you know, with like this food coma after Thanksgiving dinner. It's like a joke, right? Everybody lays down and takes a nap after Thanksgiving dinner, after Christmas. It's like this. And everybody waits until um, January 1st to start New Year's resolution, which I think New Year's resolutions are the worst. Um, That's just my opinion. I think nobody sticks with him. You set yourself up for failure. (laughs) Can I say that the core, so first of all, it's such an honor to do this freestyle talk, but I want to, I think I want to really honor and have you on the, my Dr. Denise show again, where we can deep dive your story and then you can deep dive into me. So I just want to wrap love. I think one thing that you just talked about, that's really key. And we've already been alluding to, and this is what I call universal truths. And I spoke about this in India when I spoke um, at the Dalai Lama's body, my life conference on nurturing children's mental health, but it's always nurturing our health you know, in our own inner child and you have to have an awareness. And so what Serena just unpacked is that her awareness on her health journey, her mental health journey is that her brain, when she starts to, when a certain food happens, it activates a certain behavior. So hers, what I call self-love to her. And I always talk about awareness, self-love and altruism. And so self-love to me is everything. And I don't, I think the whole New Year's resolutions. Mine, I just keep using the same for everyone every year, which is number one, self-care is the new cool. Number two, deep play. And I saw it in a dream, divine, exquisite, ethereal, peaceful play. And third, love all kind. Because when we win, others win. And that to me is just like a life plan instead of a New Year's plan. So I just think a lot of what we're talking about is, and it's so such an honor that we decided to do this adaptive versus restrictive perfectionism, but you have to know your own neuro style. You have to know your own perfectionism and going into the holidays, not only your self-love that you have, and I have the highest level of self-love right now that I've ever had, because I went deeper into even healing even looking at some childhood events where I was violated or going back and saying, sorry. And I, the way I believe in the universe is that it's not just this lifetime. And by the way, I'm not telling anyone what to believe, but I believe we're energy beings and we're souls. So if we're blessed with the spiritual awareness and we do our own deeper self-love tour, we can look at patterns that relate in this life and possibly other lives. So when Serena is talking about this and also going to the holidays, there's going to be family members that you're going to see that you don't want to see. There's going to be family members that you want to see more of, but you can't see more of. There's going to be people that it's their first holiday season without a loved one. There's going to be people traveling to climates that aren't the best for their mood state. So besides doing your menu planning, 
If you look at the weather, like I'm going to a colder weather this time, I'm not going to get a hotel where I can swim, but I think I'm going to find a rec center where I can swim or I'm bringing my gym shoes. So I've got to do some movement in sunshine. So adapt going to the holidays. This is, this is advice for the whole year, but we are going into the Thanksgiving holiday and we wanted to drop the show. And if you're someone who can um, have a little bit of something and it's not a punishment for you, some people can have a bite of something and stop, but you have to have your own awareness and there's no judgment. We all have different nutrition paths. You know, my um, ex-husband who I get along great with, he has found his highest level of health with vegetarian. So it's ironic because he was always the one eating burgers when we were married. <laughs> and then I, so we both are looking great. And so, so for me, I, I, I like to, I love the carnivore revolution. I love Charles Maddox. I love all the pioneers and I believe it's really working for me, but I think this is even separate from nutrition. We are living at a time where there's so much divisiveness that one of the most important things I would like to challenge everyone going into the holiday season is really upping your own game of gratitude for everything that's going right. That's why I always say gratitude is my secret sauce. And one of my things, I'm like, I have food, shelter, clothing, and I have a sense of purpose. That's just so basic. And we take that for granted. And then um, the other thing too, is sometimes when you're talking about vegetarian, carnivore, keto, Mediterranean, people start to just wear hats. Like they're on a team, like carnivore versus vegetarian, Mediterranean. And by the way, I know some people do that and they're, they're building their brand and they're actually hilarious. So I try to, when I see that, I try to not like, I just am like, oh, well, good branding, but the way I am trying to have greater peace, sometimes it triggers people whether it's even with politics, like I have this stance. So I want to also challenge people when you're um, around the holidays, you're going to be around people who are making different nutrition choices than you. You have people that have different political beliefs than you. You're going to be around relatives who have different fitness levels than you. I want to actually challenge you to practice deeper gratitude and non-judgment, non-judgment of yourself and non-judgment of others. So yeah. And so many people go into the holiday thinking about the food, like I used to do, and then thinking about the alcohol or like they want to escape from the holiday. They want to go and they want to see their family, but you know, families are messed up sometimes. And so you, people want to escape. And so they turn to the alcohol and the food. And I think the thing, the thing to think about in that moment is how is this going to make you feel later? And I know that that's really hard for people, especially in the moment you get there and everybody else is drinking wine or everybody else is having a beer. It's football, you know, after Thanksgiving dinner. And so there's all of that going on too. And people want to escape from the family issues. They want to escape from the depression. Um, but those kinds of things and those kinds of escapes with, you know, eating half of the pumpkin pie or eating, you know, a bunch of junk food or drinking all of the alcohol, those things actually have more negative ramifications than if you just dealt with the issue at hand anyway, and just were there visiting with your family as messy as it might be, you're still going to be better off if you don't give in to all of that other stuff, because that stuff is just going to make you feel worse later in the day and the next day even. And so nutrition is so important. So real mm -hmm. quick, let's touch on that. Like the nutrition actually oh, makes you feel worse. So, 
For me personally, I have to tell you, um, you and I talked a little bit about this off show. So I want to just be vulnerable that I'm really proud of my father. He got sober when I was 11. He's no longer here on earth. I love him. I feel like he's always with me. He, he was blessed to be sober for over like 32 years before he passed away. So it's such a gift to the family. And so I've learned even with my own son, and we'll talk about nutrition. um, If you have any propensity towards addictions, food addictions, family dynamics in this time of year, you have to have your own plan. So we're going to dive into the nutrition right here at the end. But one thing that I decided I got, I don't want to say addicted, but I love, and I know that some people don't like it, but I'm really into my seltzers. So I have certain... I call them happy little safe things that become my excitement with the beverage I choose. I also do do coffee and I, I don't know. I have always had little cups. I didn't even plan this. I'm trying to be props, but I like to um, give myself a shot of love all the time, whether it's the skincare, whether it's jewelry I wear in design, whether it's this. So when you're about to sit down for a meal, let's talk about nutrition. You can actually set the stage with happy ingredients. For me personally, leading up to the holidays, I'm doing some intermittent fasting and I, um, I'm i already pre-planning what I'm going to tell my mom that I want is the grocery list. And I'm going to make some of the things and have the refrigerator ready to go. My son eats different. He's bulking. He's weight training. And so I think planning your meals ahead of time is a trick. So I'm going to let you go because you're, you're like the carnivore revolution goddess. And I want you to go for it now. <laughs> well, I think um, it's important for for people to note that neither one of us think um, that everybody needs to be a carnivore or maybe yeah. even necessarily be on a clean keto diet. I do think Correct. there is a way to be really healthy eating like normal foods and not categorizing yourself by just cutting out the processed foods, the seed oils, and the sugar. And you would be so much healthier if you just do that. Excellent. I've actually said that. Let's actually, this is the most important thing. Anti-inflammation, epigenetics, everyone has their unique metabolism, genetics. If you cut out processed foods and sugar, and then follow whatever nutrition plan that honors your metabolism, your own unique DNA. And by the way, there's functional genomics out there. I had Kashif Khan, who's a brilliant serial entrepreneur that has the DNA way. There's different metabolisms, different nutrition. So if you want to maximize anti-inflammation and your own epigenetics, the ability to turn on and off your own DNA, your own mental health, your own physical health, your own diabetes or non-diabetes, absolutely no sugar or minimal, minimal, minimal sugar. And the least amount of processed foods, I'm doing no processed foods. And I don't want to trigger people because some people have a metabolism where they can have a little bit of this and that, and they're very, their health. Um, So I think one of the main things that you have to do um, over the holidays and really all the time, if you want to stay on plan and have good mental health, um, the mental health really is so much more important than your weight. And when people go on a diet, they go on a diet for weight, but really it's mental health and your internal body health that is so much more important than what you weigh. Um, You just, and sometimes they go hand in hand, but the way it affects your brain is just amazing. And so if you really, really wanted to be successful, you would pre-plan your meals and that can even happen during the holidays. So Like for instance, on Thanksgiving, I will eat something before we leave the house. Now I'm in charge of the turkey, so that's great. I know what'll be 
in the turkey, um, making some sausage cheese balls to take with me because I know that I can have those. So typically what I do is I take things that I know that I can eat that everybody else enjoys too, like a meat and cheese casserole or something. And everybody always goes on and on about how great it is. What they don't notice is those are the only things that I'm eating. And that's what gets me by. That's what makes me feel good. Um, and don't look at it like you're missing out. That's the big thing is people look at it like they're missing out on things. But really what you're doing is nourishing your body and you can say, wow, I can have as many so of these sausage balls as I want because it's not bad for me because I'm not also eating a roll, right? So don't look at it like you're depriving yourself. Look at it like these are the foods that you get to have. And these are the foods that are nourishing and the foods that are going to make you feel better later. And so you're giving yourself a gift on Thanksgiving and on Christmas and on New Year's by eating only the foods that really nourish your body. So, and I, and I know that's hard for people. Stay away from the alcohol, but definitely pre-plan your food Take what you know you can eat, whether it's carnivore or keto or just something natural that you know somebody hasn't like put a bunch of wheat flour in to make it um, thick. Like the gravy is an issue, right? The gravy is always an issue because everybody always puts wheat in their gravy. People put wheat in the weirdest things. I was somewhere recently where there was wheat in the beef roast. Like, why would there be wheat in the beef roast? Like you just, you can't, you don't know. And I can't have wheat. It's been about 11 years since I've had wheat. And so look at those things going into it. Know what other people are going to make and make sure you bring things that are healthier for you and just eat those things. And again, don't look at it like you're missing out because you're not. You're still there for the fellowship and the fun and the family gathering. It's not, we always make everything well, all about the food. It doesn't have to be that way. Well, I also want to make a really important point. Sometimes with family dynamics over the holidays, you also, I want to challenge you that you don't need to engage. If you have a family member that's doing a very different nutrition plan than you and they do notice what you're doing, you don't need to engage in a fight. And you could just say that this nutrition plan is working for me because I'm going to be pre-planning um, some different phrases that I'm going to use, not because I absolutely need to, but because I don't want to, I don't need to tell my, some of my family members that didn't know, oh, I did a hundred days of carnivore. I just, and even for my own neuro style, it could trigger perfectionism. Right. So for yeah. me, like I know people, like I did a show with someone who was listing all the data of plant-based medicine and I'm actually going to be seeing them later today. And I'm purposely not even going to go there because I know there's data that plant-based um, foods are great and this and that. And I don't even want to not engage in the fight. And Dr. Lisa Wittemann, when she was on my show, she said that she doesn't even tell her own primary care doctor some things. <laughs> so the other thing, so if you're going to the holidays and you are doing these nutrition hacks where you're pre-planning snacks, pre-plan phrases, know your audience. And this is a universal suggestion, whether it's about nutrition or about politics. If you know that you're going to be around certain family members that have such different nutrition habits or political beliefs or religious beliefs, pre-plan some kind transitions to not engage. And if you feel like I'm an empath. If you're in a room where you love everyone, but the energy is too much, give yourself a break, go to the bathroom, go, oh, does anyone want to go for a walk with me in the neighborhood? Go for a car ride, listen to your music, because it's not normal. We do these holidays. We're usually not five hours in a room with people that we love all the time. Maybe some families are, but also set yourself up for a mental health success and you don't need to engage in any fighting. You can go into the holiday. If there was any family dynamics with an awareness, take that kind of inventory too and plan that because our 
mind, body, soul connections all intertwine. And if we have our own version of a great exercise and spiritual practice, stay strong with that going into the holidays. Yes, absolutely. This was a very enlightening conversation. And I think mental health is so important and we need to take that more seriously, especially around the holidays. So a great way that you can do that is by eliminating the processed foods and the sugar, and that can actually help you enjoy the holidays more, which most people don't think it can. Oh, I do. But yes, you're right. Absolutely. Just did a holiday myth buster. Stay on track, everyone. And also, I am so grateful. I know I held up your product, but I just want to put my hand on my heart because I'm continuing to grow as a human. Hopefully we all are. And I have the Dr. Nisha, but I'm actually going to be open to receiving amazing products and being open-minded to try it, following through. And you'll see more of that on the show. And Serena, I loved your energy and your reels. I could feel your kindness and your love. And it was just an honor to have this conversation with you today and to get to know your audience and to get to know you. And I hope you have wonderful holidays. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed it too. Thank you everyone for joining us on the Dr. Denise show. Have wonderful holidays. Stay true to your health and there's exciting stuff coming up for 2024. Have wonderful holidays.